0: Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go! Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go! It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Let's
1: go! Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Today on the show, we're going to talk a little bit about three receiver leagues. Three receiver leagues that have a flex position. We did a draft yesterday, half PPR, three receivers, and we'll tell you how we constructed our teams we also got the fantasy regulators coming up and we've done so many drafts at this point that we can start telling you who we're ending up with on a lot of our teams i am adam azer let's give out some twitter handles i am at adam azer a-i-z-e-r hey jamie eisenberg at j-a-m-e-y eisenberg what up yo oh yeah you that's i would have
2: never guessed that the jamie was the part we, we needed to spell out really like I would just, I, I know that it is, and people misspell Jamie all the, all the time. You would think Jamie's a lot easier to spell than Eisenberg. Uh,
1: I don't think if anybody told me to spell Jamie that I would ever default to J A M E Y. Just say no. No one,
3: no one does. Yeah. It's like spelling Brian with an O.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> a Y and an O. At Dave Richard. Yo. At Dave Richard Singular and at Heath Cummings Senior at Heath Cummings SR. How we doing, guys? Swell. Cool. Are you ready to, uh, are you ready to make a decision with financial implications right off the bat?
0: Oh, now I'm getting nervous. Are you giving us money? Thank you.
1: I'm not giving you money, but we're going to give somebody else money. Oh, yeah, exactly. All right. John from Northwest Ohio writes in, there's a poll in my 16 team league that consists of who is going to perform better this year, Melvin Gordon or Kareem Hunt? We are split 8-8. There is money on the line and you guys are the tiebreaker. Who you got? Gordon or Hunt?
2: I've got Hunt. Gordon. Oh, kind of of bad that they didn't uh, tell us what format, isn't it? Uh, Does it matter? Doesn't matter for
0: me. I'll take Gordon and both.
2: I have Hunt ranked just a couple spots higher in non-PPR and I have Gordon ranked higher in PPR, so.
1: Wow. All right, so there you have it. What if it's. All right, this
2: goes down to the ultimate tiebreaker. You're going to put two
3: bowls of cat food in front of Zoe. One's going to be labeled Hunt, and one's going to be labeled Gordon. And whichever one Zoe goes to is the answer.
1: Well, whichever one she goes to first, because she'll eat both.
3: Yeah, she'll. Which one she goes to first? Correct.
1: Uh, I guess I'll have to perform that. I will actually, I will perform that experiment tonight. But it seems like you have your answer. In non PPR, it's Hunt. In PPR, it's Gordon. Is that what you said, Heath? That's what I said. Okay, there you go. So Heath was the tiebreaker there. Uh, we have some other podcasts I want you to listen to. The Off the Bench Podcast with Danny Cannell. Remember him? And Rajah Bell. Remember him? These guys are great on the air, great players <clears throat> in their days, and uh, they've got great insights on sports. There's a lot of podcasts that we have for you. Uh, awesome college football podcast, 24-7 sports college football podcast. Check that one out. Go to cbssports.com slash podcast. Uh, for more, And I'll tell you some other things that you can win later. We're giving away a TV. We're giving away a free commissioner league. I'll get into that in a bit. Uh, guys, which players do you find yourselves drafting a lot? Let me start with uh, Mr. Dave Richard. Who do you find on your teams a lot?
3: I've noticed – well, I'll give you the first name. And I, I seem to get him in almost every draft is Zach Ertz. And I think it's because I'm willing to take him in early round three – where a lot of other people just won't quite do that. They're going to wait till late round three to get him. But I believe that he's – I think he's got a great chance to repeat what he did last year, if not improve on it a little bit more. He's healthy. He's tough to defend. He's always going to be involved in the red zone. His teammates aren't quite as healthy. I know his quarterback isn't 100%. Does it matter whether it's Wentz or Foles? Heath would say no. I'll say yes, it does matter. I'd rather have Wentz than Foles. But either way – I think what, Ertz, rather, is going to be very involved. And I like just having the tight end headache solved early on in the draft. And if it means being a little weak at RB2, wide receiver 2, wide receiver 3, quarterback, whatever, one of those things I don't mind in exchange for having that safe tight
2: end.
1: Uh, and what does the Asan Jeffrey injury mean for Ertz? I mean, it's a, it's a good thing, isn't it?
2: Ertz is their number 1 receiver regardless of whether Alshon Jeffries is healthy.
1: But it can't be a, a bad thing. I mean, his production I don't think so, could No, even go, yeah, could go up. Um, give me one other guy, Dave.
3: Well, I've I've liked Chris Carson for a long time and you have. Earlier this offseason I was drafting him round 9 plus and I was loving every minute of it. Oh yeah. Now it's now it's more like if I if I get him it's got to be like round 7 round 8. I like it better in round 8. I know that Rashad Penny's on the way back. I'm still not sure if I really want big pieces of the Seahawks run game. I just like Carson, and I know he's going to be the starter to begin the season. So I'll get my team off to a good start with him as my flex. Maybe he's my RB, too, if I take Ertz early on and I find some good receivers in rounds two, four, and five, and I, I come up with Carson later on as my second, maybe even third running back. But I like him as
2: a player. I like the opportunity. Why the heck not?
1: Cool. Heath Cummings, give me some players you find yourself drafting a lot.
2: Yeah, and I'm only going with players that I've got in my real leagues. Oddly, Zach Ertz is on that list, but Dave wasn't in a lot of those leagues. So uh, that helped.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, Where'd
2: you draft him? Mid to late third. Okay. But you So know, it's really a me thing here with Ertz. I think it's it's mostly a you thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll go with a couple receivers. T.Y. Hilton is a player... I. I drafted kind of like Dave was saying with Carson. I was getting him a lot in the third round. Now I'm taking him in the second, and I'm very happy to do that. And then A.J. Green is another receiver that I've gotten a lot of. I do expect he's going to bounce back. If the Cincinnati offensive line is just average, he's going to be a monster value.
1: Yeah, I had to take Hilton, what, like 20th overall yesterday? And are you guys comfortable with that as, like, the number nine receiver off the board? Yep. Yep.
3: That's right about where I would expect him to go.
1: Mm-hmm. Jamie, who are you taking a lot?
0: Uh, McKinnon, comma, Jarek.
1: Still? I, I, I want yes. to talk about him because we have not talked about Jarek McKinnon in a while. And I think I drafted him in both of my mock drafts <laughs> yesterday, both of them three receiver leagues. And McKinnon, uh, yeah, middle of the third round. And I just feel like he's been injured. So he's been off the brain a little bit. But, uh, how are you feeling about Jarek McKinnon?
0: I'm not as high as I was you know, before the injury, but I still draft him in the third round. I, I'm not necessarily uh, – I downgraded him from where I was. I think I had him uh, 11th in non-PPR and 12th in PPR. Uh, now he's 13 in PPR, I think 17 in non-PPR. Um, but I'm still taking him in that round three range.
3: Can I ask a quick question? Are you also drafting Matt Breida?
0: Uh I try to but it's not necessarily a priority of mine. Um it uh it, it's just something that if if it happens naturally I I'll, I'll do it like I in the Superflex League Adam and I are in together I, I took both of them just because at that point it made sense. Um but uh, it's not like uh, I have to go out and and get both 49ers guys.
1: Okay, let me actually comment on that because I did two drafts yesterday and they were Pretty much the same format. They were three receiver leagues, I think half PPR, and I know one of them had a flex. Yeah, I think the other one had a flex too. Same exact format. And in both of them, I took McKinnon and Breida. So I took McKinnon with the fourth pick of round three in the CBS one and with the 10th pick of round three in the mock draft I did for the athletic and then I took Brita in round 11 in CBS and round 12 in the the one for the Athletic. So if that had not been a three-receiver league, maybe you have to bump Brita up to, like, round 10. But I did take both of them.
2: And I do think if Brita is ready for week one or even week two, if he's 100% by week two and stays healthy, I think round 11 is going to be a big value for him.
1: Yeah, I mean, he was getting – Hyde was very good with Garoppolo – but in the five games Garoppolo started, Brita got 12, 12, 5, 11, and 12 carries. And that just makes me wonder, what does that mean for McKinnon? Are that, they, are they the gonna fourth run the pick down? of the
2: third round is too early.
1: Oh, I didn't take the uh, fourth pick of the third round. Yeah, I'm oh, sorry, the other one I took him at the tenth pick of the third round. All right, let me see who went after McKinnon then. Who would you have taken instead? And this was uh, a tough pick for me, for sure. Um, the next running back was Alex Collins.
2: I'd rather have Alex Collins for sure. I would too.
1: The one after that was Royce Freeman.
2: Give me McKinnon. Yeah, I think Freeman has more upside.
1: Jamie? Uh, McKinnon, sure. Freeman, Collins, your thoughts? Uh, on uh that Freeman,
0: maybe? Freeman's safer right now. McKinnon has more upside.
1: And you'd also take Collins over McKinnon?
0: At, at this point in non-PPR, yes.
1: This is half PPR.
0: Half PPR, I would take McKinnon.
1: How about you guys? Dave Heath, does that change anything? I don't think I like,
0: don't think Collins is going to play very much on passing downs. I'll, I'll take come. I'll take Collins in both. Wait, why not? Because with Dixon and Buck Allen healthy, that's kind of been their mo. I'm wondering if he could get some of those reps. I think. What I if think it's, it's third and short? The, the ceiling for him is about 30 catches. I, I mean, he had 23 last year, and that was not getting yeah, anyway, a lot of that until the end of the season when Dixon was obviously not part of the team, um, and and Allen I believe was banged up a little bit.
1: Uh, Jamie, give me one more guy that you see yourself taking a lot.
0: Uh, the guy who's better than all these running backs we just talked about, Joe Mixon.
1: Yeah, when, when would you take him?
0: Uh, it depends on, on who's available and where I'm picking, but end of round two, beginning of round three.
1: So, if you had to choose between T.Y. Hilton, Mike Evans, Joe Mixon, what are you doing?
0: Uh, probably taking Mixon in one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Does
3: it
1: depend I'm on what you did the in round It one. depends on I'm picking with.
0: So if I, if I have the opportunity, like in this, we'll, we'll talk about this draft. I took Todd Gurley, Mixon, and a receiver. and it, Excuse me, Todd Gurley, Mixon, and a tight end.
1: And I'll say the one guy that I find myself drafting a lot, and unfortunately it's been a lot of mocks. I wish it was more, uh you know, real leagues. I'm getting Marlon Mack everywhere. So I took him in both leagues yesterday, 69th overall in the CBS League. That was toward the end of round six. And eighty second, 87th overall. I couldn't believe he was still there. 87th overall in the uh, mock for the athletic. And um, when would you guys expect Marlon Mack to go? And when would you be comfortable taking him?
2: I have really kind of screwed up on Marlon Mack over the last couple of weeks. Because I haven't really dropped him that much in my rankings. But he's a guy who I've... And I hate doing this. And you should not do this in your real draft. But... It gets to the fifth round, and Marlon Mack is the best running back on my board. And I think, well, he's not going to go in the fifth round. I'll take him in the sixth. And then Adam Azer takes him one pick at <laughs> my next turn. Like <laughs> all re- regularly now, it's kind of the thing that happens. So I, I think realistically, if he's healthy right now, he should go in the fifth.
1: The, the fifth? fifth. I mean, that's that's top sixty pick. Yeah, I'm, not that is a top 60 pick. I'm not disagreeing. That is I'm not disagreeing. great. Saying. Quick math. Well, look, a lot of people play in ten-team leagues, you know. So when we say fifth, we're talking about twelve-team leagues. That's well, you took
2: him—you took him ninth
1: Yeah, I took him in the sixth round, and he's not healthy. But then, in a non-CBS league with a bunch of a bunch of other industry people, I took him eighty-seventh overall. So maybe I'm just screwing up Marlon Mack's ADP. I don't know. That's what I'm saying.
3: The same thing happened to me, Adam. I did a draft with industry people, but not CBS people, last weekend, and I got Marlon Mack in round seven. Right. And I, I I'm not a huge Marlon Mack guy, but this has been one weird preseason for the Indianapolis Colts run game. Their best running back is a guy who's been in the league a long time and is suspended for the first four games of the year. Mack looked good in his very first series and then he pulled his hamstring. Naheem Hines can't hold on to the football. Jordan Wilkins has shown flashes. Um Kristen Michael got a start. This is it's upside down with what they've got right now. I still have – here's here's a fear and a hope. The fear is that they're still going to use all these guys, Wh- whoever makes that's the a final fact. roster. That's a, that's a fact. It's a fear and a fact. It's fear factor. The hope is is that Marlon Mack and his talent um, kind of puts him ahead of the rest and gets him to 15 touches per game.
1: Yeah, that's I, what I'm hoping that's for. That's the end of my exactly sentence. Exactly what I'm hoping for, 15 touches a game. Okay, so uh, that's Marlon Mack, and we got some sponsors to tell you about. We got an awesome sponsor. Go to this website right now. I'm actually looking at it at this moment, and there's a thing that says, Welcome to Hims Fantasy Football Today listeners. Click here for your first month's discount, $5 for your first month. This is forhimscom slash FFT, F-O-R-H-I-M-S.com slash FFT. Do you – are you a little concerned about hair loss? 66% of men lose their hair by age 35, and when you start to notice hair loss, it's too late. Remember, people, it's easier to keep the hair you have than to replace the hair you've lost. And that's where forhimscom slash FFT comes in. HIMS connects you with real doctors and medical-grade solutions to treat hair loss. They give you well-known generic equivalents to name-brand prescriptions to help you keep your hair. There's no waiting room. No awkward doctor visits. Save hours by going to 4 and save a ton of money. So you go to the website. You answer a few quick questions. A doctor will review and can prescribe you, and the product will get shipped directly to your door. And our listeners can get a trial month of hymns for $5 while supplies last. Go to the website for full details. This would ordinarily cost hundreds if you went to the doctor or a pharmacy, but how about $5 for a month? fourhimscom slash FFT. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash FFT. That is fourhymns dot slash FFT. Uh, alright, I got a random, few random questions I'm gonna fire away at you and then we'll talk about the PPR, half PPR three receiver draft from yesterday. Also, we have fill in the blank from our listeners. And of course, we have the regulators. We got some good regulation coming up today. People are, people are into this. I'm, I'm happy. I didn't know how this segment was gonna go over, but it's been a hit. So we'll do it. Uh, man, I get so distracted when this music plays. Uh, how much attention do you pay to bye weeks when you draft? Very little early on.
2: Yep.
0: Just if I take a second quarterback.
1: Yeah. Do you agree that you have to pay attention in two quarterback leagues?
3: Yeah, you definitely do in those formats. And ideally you
2: don't want to draft your top two running backs with the same bye week. That, that happens to me. Uh, it seems like quite a bit. I think one thing I noticed and uh you have to pay attention to it like round eight, round nine, round ten. When you start drafting backups, you need to at least look. Do I have a bi week problem?
1: Next question. Who has the most upside of this group? Matt Ryan, Patrick Mahomes, or Philip Rivers? Matt Ryan, Patrick Mahomes, Philip Rivers. Most upside.
3: I'm gonna say Patrick Mahomes has the most upside.
0: Agree.
2: I think that's probably true, and only because I think Patrick Mahomes has the worst defense. So he is the guy that I could see throwing 620 passes this year and just being awesome because of that. Based on what we've seen this preseason, he also might have the worst offensive line.
1: Jamie, I thought maybe we'd get a love, a little love for Matt Ryan there.
0: Oh, I think Ryan's going to play well, but I think if you're just talking upside. Mahomes. Mahomes is like the definition of that word.
1: All right, and last question. Why do people think I hate Kenny Stills?
2: Uh, You like you want to go back to the tape? I I don't hate
1: Kenny Stills. I I need people to understand that. Actually, you guys have really sold me on Kenny Stills. Uh, took him yesterday in a draft, so 106th overall. Um, I just I like Alshon Jeffrey better.
3: We don't have to tell people what happened in 2016.
1: What does that mean? With what? Well, Well,
3: I mean, I'll tell the story if if you're okay with it. We're still within the statute of limitations, though.
1: I honestly don't remember this story.
3: It was Halloween. You were in town. You decided that you wanted to egg somebody's house. This was totally random. <laughs> so you grabbed your Forerunner and you drove to a house and you started to egg it. And it was Kenny Stills' house. And he comes out <laughs> after you. And then there's a car chase down 595, and down he actually crashed his car. It, it wasn't a bad crash. He was okay, but you got away. And and I think that that's why people think that you don't like Kenny Stills. No.
1: Nah. I forgot about, I totally forgot about that.
3: You don't remember that? I don't that? blame him. You had so many jelly beans that you were like loopy and silly and bouncing off right. the wall.
1: There are four of us. How many of us have ever egged a house? I'm gonna, I'm, let's all give a guess. I'm gonna well, guess.
3: Well now, now, hold on, now I really have to think about the statute
1: I'm it. gonna guess two people of the four have egged a house.
3: Okay, well you know I'm one of them, so who's
1: Yeah, you I, totally. Never. Heath, I think you have. I don't
2: – I would not cause damage to some – Uh, Statute of Limitations is three years on egging a house. Excellent.
3: I'm off the hook. Yeah. You've never done it, either.
2: I don't think I've ever thrown an egg at a house. Uh,
3: I've no. been tempted to egg my neighbor's houses because they're annoying, uh, but I haven't done it. I haven't done it, and oh, I won't. Some, most of my neighbors are pretty cool, but there's a couple that throw parties like at 5
2: in the morning, and they're loud, and I got kids, and I've just thought about launching. I did a lot of bad things, but like me too. running around and throwing eggs at people's houses was not something that, uh, really ever I, I, I had the urge to do.
3: First time I ever egged a house, I didn't even know whose house it was. I just start firing. It turns out that the girl whose house it was, was standing next to me and she grabbed <laughs> the eggs out of my hand and started firing eggs into my dad's car, <laughs> which I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. This isn't even my car. It's my, I'm 16. This is my dad's car. So the night was then spent – this is a cold January night in Chicago at a do-it-yourself car wash, freezing cold, trying to wash egg off my dad's car so I don't get in trouble. Oh, man. Dang and man. I don't know what happened to her uh, with her house getting egged by
1: me, but uh, I never went back there. Oh, that was fun. That was a trip down memory lane. All right, let's talk about our half PPR, three wide receiver draft. And I want to go through our first five picks and talk about what our philosophy was. I'm going to say the uh, dreaded word for Heath, what our strategy was, how we constructed the core of our teams. This is 12 teams, half PPR, and three receivers plus a flex. And now since not everybody plays in three receiver leagues, I want us to talk about not only what we did in this draft, but maybe how it would have changed if this were, say, a two receiver league with a flex. But three receivers and a flex, um, obviously – Two running backs. Obviously puts a little bit of a premium on, on wide receiver. Although I'm not sure we see that in the early rounds. Maybe more in the mid to late rounds there. Uh, so let's start with Jamie since you had the second pick. And Chris Towers actually took Ezekiel Elliott with the first pick. So, Jamie, that left you with what I'm guessing an easy call to take Todd Gurley. Yep. All right. So after that, you have to wait until the end of round two. and Long wait. Long yeah, wait. Two Rounds two and three. With Gurley on your squad, what did you do and why did you do it?
0: Um, I took Travis Kelsey at the end of round two. I was going to see what Chris was going to do in relation to Doug Baldwin, Stephon Diggs, and Joe Mixon, which were the next three players I have. And I decided that I was going to, on purpose, wait on wide receiver. So I took Kelsey first at the end of round two and then Joe Mixon at the beginning of round three, after Chris took Devontae Freeman and Doug Baldwin,
1: why did you decide to wait on wide receiver in a league that requires you to start three, and you know, and you very well may start four?
0: I just wanted to see how it would look. It was it was by design, so so it was uh, sort of
1: an experiment. Yep, yep, it was almost
0: like you know going zero RB in a standard format or non PPR format.
1: And then spoiler alert: your wide receivers are Jamison Crowder or Marquise Goodwin, Cooper Cup, Jamison Crowder. Also, you have Keelan Cole, Marquis Lee, DJ Moore, Chester Rogers on the bench. Yep. Uh, how do you feel about that? I love it. You do? Absolutely. Goodwin, Cup, Crowder in your starting lineup. You have Kelsey of Gurley of Mixon. Mm-hmm. Guys, do you think that's a, a wide receiving core? Do you think that, that that's okay? Goodwin, Cup, and Crowder in a three-receiver league?
2: If Joe Mixon makes the leap that Jamie thinks Joe Mixon is going to make, then I think he'll be okay. But I, I – and he's got Kenyon Drake as well as his yeah, flex.
1: Yeah, that's a great pick. I like
2: that. Um, so, like, there's – I talk about this when I talk about zero running back. It doesn't matter what positions you get your points from. You have to get a certain number of points every week. He's got a lot of points from his tight end and his running backs. I think it's a riskier strategy.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, let's keep, keep going here. So you have Gurley, Kelsey, and Mixon. And if you didn't take Mixon, would you have taken Stefan Diggs?
0: Absolutely. Okay.
1: So let's go to the end of round four, and, uh, you had the 11th pick of round four, the second pick of round five, and you're filling out the core of your team, and who'd you go with?
2: And so, Chris Towers just ripped Jamie's heart out. He did. Indiana Jones style. He did.
1: <laughs> Why? When he took Chris Hogan? He did. <laughs> <laughs> Indiana Jones style. I Love it. That was after Jamie's first pick. So Jamie could have taken Chris Hogan with, with his, his pick in the fourth round. He didn't. Yep. And then Chris took him with the next pick. All right, so what did you do with those two picks?
0: So again, just sticking with what I was trying to do, I took Drake as my flex. I could have probably taken Hogan and and Goodwin, and you know maybe had a better receiving core, but I wanted to uh, play this out the way I intended to. So I took I took Drake, and then I was planning on Chris Hogan or Goodwin. And um, I think I put my heart three quarters of the way back in with uh, with Goodwin. I have them ranked back to back, so. Ah. um I wasn't I wasn't terribly upset, but I was moderately upset.
1: And let's just be clear I mean, this is Goodwin going 50th overall. So, everybody, if you want Marquise Goodwin, you know you're going to pay the price. Uh, he went uh, 59th overall in the other draft I did yesterday. So, he's a top 60 player. He's a fifth round pick now, I think, in 12 team leagues.
2: Mm. Oh, I, I think Marquise Goodwin and Carlos Hyde are two guys that I drafted a lot. Uh, over the summer and in the last couple of weeks, that I'm probably just not getting anymore because they're 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 flying up draft boards.
3: I'll tell you what, I'd rather have Hyde than Goodwin in round five. How come? I would. I I I know that there's tons of great buzz for Goodwin. He's looking great this preseason, and there's no doubt in my mind after what I've watched from last year and this preseason, he's got the best chemistry with Garoppolo. But I still feel like it's too high of a price tag. I think round five is just too high for a guy who has never had a 1,000 yards, has never had a lot of touchdowns, um, and is going to play in an offense where the ball will be spread around. This is just going to be – he is going to be just the most reliable receiver. I'm not sure if week in and week out he's going to lead this team in targets.
2: I think he is going to lead the team in targets, and I think he's going to be a low-end number two wide receiver. I probably would take Hyde. But in this situation, that wasn't an option when Jamie had three running backs and a tight end. No,
0: and if you factor in any PPR scoring, Goodwin's in a much better situation than Hyde is because Hyde's not going to catch any passes.
2: That's
3: fair. Let me ask you another quick question: When you were up in round four, Jamie,
0: did you look at Chris
3: Tower's team before you made the pick of Drake over Goodwin? Um, since he already had he had two running backs, his running backs were Zeke and uh, sorry Freeman. Zeke and Freeman, Freeman, and then Doug Baldwin was his one receiver. So maybe did, could, could you have said, well, he's got two running backs. What are the odds he's going to take a third versus he only has one wide receiver? I know he's going to take one of those. He does love Kenyon Drake
0: though.
1: So Do you I, think I just,
0: I just thought Drake was a, a great value there at the end of round four. And I didn't want to pass that up because again, like he said, which I think a lot of people overlook is, Oh, I have to fill out my starting wide receiver or running back before I fill out my flex. Your flex counts just as much as your uh, other position does too. So, yep. you know, you're, you're, as a wide receiver. So, to me, a starter is a starter, and I wanted to take, um, the best available player, which in my opinion was Kenya Drake. So, I
1: don't, I think I don't I'll...
0: disagree with that at all, by the way. I, I agree
3: no, I, that I should, I should. Drake is better, and so you're going for the guy that you think is going to get you more fantasy points.
1: Okay. So, so we hear, here's an example of somebody who wanted to take a look at how he could do if he did not prioritize wide receiver in uh, three-receiver league, and uh, he's very happy with his team. His quarterback is Cam Newton, Todd Gurley and Joe Mixon, Kenyon Drake at flex, and then Marquise Goodwin, Jamison Crowder, Cooper Cup, but also Travis Kelsey. So Jamie's very happy with that.
0: Yes, and, and I, I know you mentioned uh, two of my reserve receivers. I did that on purpose also. Uh, I took Marquise Lee and Keelan Cole back-to-back. Um, I think those are going to be the two best receivers for the Jaguars. Again, it's not the most attractive passing game. But uh, as we talked about when we had Pete Prisco on, if you would extrapolate what Keelan Cole did in the time that he was there, or time that he was featured at least in the, in the second half of the season, he has top 30 potential. Uh, I think Marquis Lee also has top 30 potential. Uh, you don't have to draft him in that range clearly, but you know they are still going to throw the ball in Jacksonville. I know it, we think that they're going to just run the ball 50 times a game, um, but they will throw the ball from time to time, and those two guys I think will be the biggest beneficiaries of it.
1: All right, I'm going to go through my team. I had the fourth pick, and I'll tell you how I did my first four picks – or five picks, rather. But first, I do want to tell you about FanDuel, and it's just getting better and better. And, look, football season is approaching, okay? It's almost here. That means fantasy football season and FanDuel have never been more fun or easier to play, and you need to sign up right now. And when you sign up, you need to go to FanDuel.com slash FFT, and you'll get a $20 bonus when you make your first deposit. And, you know, if you don't believe us about FanDuel and, and why you don't need to necessarily be an expert to have fun on FanDuel, check this out. This season, Fanduel's is running a free $250,000 Survivor Contest. The biggest free Survivor Contest ever. And here's how it works. You pick one team to win each week, and you cannot reuse that team again for the rest of the season. And this locks before week one, so don't miss your chance. Sign up right now. Go to FanDuel.com slash FFT. FanDuel.com slash FFT, make a deposit, get a $20 bonus on your first deposit, and then get in that Survivor contest. That's really cool. You can see FanDuel starting to do a lot more things. They're becoming a, a much more complete DFS site, and it's just super fun. We love playing on, on FanDuel. I'm not sure I'm going to have any Todd Gurley on my teams. So I don't know if I'll have the number one or two picks. But every week on FanDuel, I have an opportunity to get Todd Gurley. That's what's really excite- exciting about it. And we also like playing just in a small group amongst our friends Uh, at the office, so there's plenty to do. Again, FanDuel.com slash FFT. Get a $20 bonus on your first deposit. FanDuel.com slash FFT. So I had the fourth pick. The first three picks were Zeke, Gurley, and Bell. And I had the choice between Antonio Brown or David Johnson. And I went with Antonio Brown. Uh, Much easier decision to make in a three-receiver league. In a two-receiver league, I probably still would have taken Antonio Brown in half PPR. But it would have been, it would have been even, who would you guys have taken? Johnson or Brown?
0: Johnson. Uh,
2: Johnson in half PPR. I probably would have taken Brown, but I took a different strategy in this draft as well, so we'll
1: see. Oh, a strategy. Uh, well, Antonio Brown, um, scored 251.5 fantasy points in this half PPR format last year. That is the same as Kareem Hunt. Hunt was the number four running back. And remember, Brown missed two games and he left another game early. So you just look at what he's done in, in half PPR over the last four seasons. Um, he's been amazing. Round two, I was a little disappointed because I wanted a top eight wide receiver or a Rob Gronkowski, and of course, they all went uh, before my pick. So I took T. Y. Hilton, and as we said earlier, I was fine with that. And that means, you know, Jamie did not take a wide receiver until round five with Marquise Goodwin. My first two picks were wide receivers, so obviously different ways to uh, skin a cat, even though I would never do that. And then in round three, I took Jarek McKinnon, and we think maybe I reached a little bit. Should have taken Alex Collins or something like that. or Well, not according to Jamie, but Dave and Heath uh, said that. But I wanted a running back. I wanted some balance. And then round four was interesting. Round four, I was deciding between Aaron Rodgers and Kenyon Drake. And I said to myself, guys, you know, fantasy football is just filled with running backs Who flash, look good, and then for whatever reason, they struggle, and you, you know, you just, you didn't see it coming. It's an unpredictable position. It's an injury prone position. I gotta take Aaron Rodgers over Kenyon Drake. So I did. And then I took Jay Ajayi, who I like, in round five. So my first five picks, I had Aaron Rodgers, Jarek McKinnon and Jay Ajayi, Antonio Brown and T.Y. Hilton. Very balanced team, and I was happy with it. But I guess the, the pick that we should talk about is really Rodgers over, say, Kenyon Drake or um, Michael Crabtree, Chris Hogan, Marquise Goodwin, guys like that. And what would you think of the quarterback going there?
2: I, d- I don't really have a problem with the quarterback going there. I considered it. I think my bigger issue is, like, your strategy I like. Starting off with Aaron Rodgers, Antonio Brown, and T.Y. Hilton in this format – and then you still had two running backs as two of your top five picks. I think your team could have been one maybe that I loved if you'd just taken different running backs.
1: Okay, well, that's fair, but because you don't like Ajayi that much, right?
2: No, I think like the running backs that went right after him: Jamal Williams, Carlos Hyde, Carryon Johnson, um, even Dion Lewis in half PPR. I'd rather have those guys than Ajayi.
1: Okay. But going with two receivers, a quarterback, and two running backs with your first five picks, and a three-receiver league could work. And uh, my third receiver is Randall Cobb. My tight ends, Evan Ingram, and of course, I have Marlon Mack as my flex. I also have been taking the Ravens DST everywhere, and now they have uh, their top cornerback out for four games, and I just love their schedule. They start against Buffalo, and then at Cincinnati, and then Denver. Um, we'll talk about Jimmy Smith's suspension in a bit. All right, who's next? Heath, you have the fifth pick.
2: Yeah, I did not have a positional strategy for this draft, but I did decide, you know what, floor be damned, I'm going to go for all of the upside in this draft, and so with number five overall, it was between DeAndre Hopkins and David Johnson, and I went with the guy who has a 2,000-yard, 20-touchdown season on his resume. I got I got David Johnson at the fifth pick. That could be huge. I'm still a little nervous about it, but over DeAndre Hopkins in any type of PPR format, especially with three receivers— Round two, I took Gronk, because like I said, upside. So I've got Gronk and David Johnson, took Tyreek Hill in the third round. Another guy who there's some concern about what his floor might be, but his upside is a top five wide receiver.
1: Let's go back to the Gronk pick in round two. Uh huh. So the picks before that were Keenan Allen, AJ Green, Devontae Adams. Would you have taken those, those guys over Gronkowski?
2: I definitely would have taken Keenan Allen over Gronkowski because Keenan Allen's my number three wide receiver in PPR. Um I I can't really say for sure with this particular idea in mind, I may have taken Adams just because he I mean he could catch sixteen touchdown passes from Aaron Rodgers this year.
1: Yeah. So okay, so you start with David Johnson, Gronkowski, and then Tyreek Hill.
2: And I, I did get a tweet with somebody asking, is Tyree Kill's upside really higher than Josh Gordon's? Cause Gordon was uh, available yeah. when I took, and like, if you look at their past and their best season, Gordon's best season is better than Tyree Kill's. Gordon's, Gordon's upside's bigger than Tyree Kill's. You, if you assume that he has the ability to get 160 targets again, I think it absolutely is. He's gonna
0: get more targets over 16 games than Tyree Kill will if they both play the same amount.
2: I don't know that I'm 100% certain on that, but Hill outscored Gordon by three tenths of a point per target last year in their best seasons. So I think on a per target basis, Tyreek Hill does have more upside than Josh Gordon.
1: Let me ask you this. Hindsight's 2020, 20, of course, but you could have had T.Y. Hilton and Zach Ertz instead of Rob Gronkowski and Tyreek Hill. Hilton and Ertz or Gronkowski and Tyreek Hill. Which do you prefer?
2: I think there is a much bigger difference between Gronk and Ertz than there is between Hilton and Hill. I agree. I I
3: I I have Ertz obviously in this league, and I would have rather had Gronkowski and
1: Tyreek. Okay, um, take, all right. I'll
0: take uh, I'll take Ertz and Hilton.
1: Oh really? That's because you're. Yeah. How come? Because he, I he think hates Tyreek Hill. I don't
0: hate Tyreek Hill. I think <laughs> Hilton's just in a better situation than.
1: Him. Uh, okay, all right. So he so far has David Johnson, Rob Gronkowski, and Tyreek Hill, and then we get to round four and five.
2: I did almost take Aaron Rodgers with my fourth round pick. I had the pick right before you got him. I went with Juju Smith-Schuster and said I think there's a chance for him to have a big upside even with Antonio Brown 100% healthy and if Brown misses any time at all, Juju's a top 10 wide receiver.
3: Let me ask you and Adam this question: What's the difference between Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady in your mind for um, for fantasy purposes this year?
1: F- at at their,
3: what's the what's the drop off from one to the other?
1: I think it's huge, especially in in this six point per passing touchdown. Uh, format Because I expect Rodgers to throw like four more But also let me get that stat that I gave during the quarterback preview I'll let Heath answer And then I'll, I'll come back with the stat Comparing Brady and Rodgers in their best seasons Go ahead
2: In my projections, the difference between one and two Which is Rogers and Brady Is the same difference between two and six Which is Brady and Deshaun Watson
1: All right, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers wow. versus Tom Brady In their last four full seasons Full seasons, and that is taking away the 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 season in which Brady was suspended for four games. Rodgers averaged in six-point-per-passing touchdown leagues 410 fantasy points, and Brady averaged 353 fantasy points. Rodgers had him by 57 points on average over his last four full seasons. They're both of their last four full seasons. I thought that was amazing. And Rodgers gets you, what, like 300 rushing yards, and Brady gets you basically none. So, um... I, uh, I do think there's a big difference. I do. I don't know if there's like a four round difference. Sometimes no. I'm seeing a huge. Is it,
3: but it, it sounds to me like you guys would have been disappointed if you passed on Rodgers in four and then decided, well, that's okay. I'll just get Tom Brady in round five. And I, that just might not be the right way to think about it.
2: I wouldn't take Brady in five probably. Right. I'd like take that's six. kind of
3: where I've come out on this too is that I just, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not loving Aaron Rodgers in round four. I'm probably leaning toward getting him in round five, but it's still good value when you take him at that point.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, so he went with Juju and then who was your fifth round pick?
2: It was Mark Ingram. Mark. And I, I was tempted to take Jamal Williams. I was a little bit tempted by Carlos Hyde. Not Deion Lewis? I, I was not mm. tempted by Deion. It was only half PPR. Uh, looking at upside, I think over the last 12 weeks of the season, Mark Ingram has top six, top seven running back upside.
1: Yeah, I think you have a really good team. You've got Roethlisberger, David Johnson, and Mark Ingram, also Rex Burkhead. And Sony Michelle. Tyreek, okay, uh, Tyreek Hill, Juju Smith Schuster, and Robbie Anderson, plus Rob Gronkowski. You got a lot of Patriots. Uh, the only issue is, uh, you, while he's out, while Ingram's out, what do you do? You move Burkhead to running back, and then you put, like, John Brown at flex?
2: I will be starting a Patriots running back. I would guess most weeks of the season. I also took Jeremy Hill on the 14th round.
1: Yeah, but still that doesn't sell. You're not going to start both Burkhead and Michelle while Mark Ingram's out. Are you?
2: I have David Johnson. I know, Hold but on, you need me, a flex.
1: You need a flex. It's John Brown probably. They
2: play Miami week four. That
1: might be the time to do it.
2: Yeah, or I think there's a pretty decent chance in my flex I'm starting John Brown, Michael Gallup, or Kenny Galladay.
1: Yeah, it's one of those, yeah, it's one of those receivers. All right, good team. Dave, we'll get to your team in just a second, but we got big time preseason football. Now is the time to take advantage of a special offer on NFL.com. Go to NFL.com slash fantasy football today. NFL.com slash fantasy football today. Get a seven day free trial of NFL game pass. This is awesome. The the four of us are watching NFL Game Pass all weekend long. I guarantee you, this gets you every out of market preseason game. Not just live; you can watch them live, but you can also watch after the fact, after the game's over, the condensed version, which is very convenient. If you're a fantasy football fan, you just want to see how the starters did. That's a really cool way to watch it. Uh Giants Jets this week, baby. Got to get excited for that. I'm sure there are much better games to uh, to keep an eye on. I uh, would love to see a little bit more from Carryon Johnson this week. That's for sure. So get NFL Game Pass and watch every preseason game live, every out of market game. A seven day free trial. NFL.com/slash fantasy football today. NFL.com/slash fantasy football today. Go there. And if you want a brand new TV to watch it on, go here. Go to uh, CBSsports.com/slash kickoff. Fill out the form at the bottom of the article. Get a 65 inch LG TV. You can thank CNET. We're teaming up with CNET to give away a huge TV, cbssports.com slash kickoff. We're also giving away a free league, cbssports.com slash commissioner. Enter to win a free commissioner league. Dave Richard had the sixth pick in the draft. How'd it go? I did.
3: I liked it. I liked picking sixth, and it's because I would be very happy to start my draft with any of the big four running backs, Antonio Brown or Saquon Barkley. And especially in leagues where catches count, I'm, I'm fine with any of those guys to kick off my team with. So picking six guarantees me one of them. I got Saquon Barkley. And even though he's not going to play much this preseason, everybody knows what his upside is. There's definitely tons of potential for him to play and perform like one of these stud first round fantasy running backs. So,
1: so to you and to Heath in a three receiver league, I mean, Jamie was an easy call to take Todd Gurley. I took Antonio Brown, Heath took David Johnson, you took Saquon Barkley. We had picks 4, 5, and 6, Adam, Heath, Dave. It's a three receiver league. Did, you know, did that change anything? Apparently not.
2: Not in the first round. If I had not been drafting solely for upside, I would have taken DeAndre Hopkins.
1: Alright. Alright, so Barkley in round one, Dave.
2: Barkley in round one. Round two, I knew I would
3: get a good receiver, or a good pass catcher, because Gronk's in the mix too. And Devontae Adams was available. Uh, A.J. Green went the pick before and was more than happy to take Devontae Adams. I think he's going to have maybe his best year ever. Certainly yardage-wise, he should.
1: Pause on that real quick and let me ask you something. Go ahead. So we've identified top 10 running backs, top eight wide receivers. And then after that, you got T.Y. Hilton and Mike Evans. You also have Rob Gronkowski. You had the 19th pick. So you were not guaranteed to get one top 10 running back, and one top eight wide receiver. But Christian McCaffrey was the one guy who snuck into that group. He went 11th overall. So he dropped those elite 18 players. He dropped a lot of them down one spot, and that's why you were able to draft Devontae Adams 19th overall. If Christian McCaffrey had not been picked at that point and Devontae Adams and A.J. Green and Keenan Allen were all off the board, you'd be looking at Gronkowski, Hilton, Evans, McCaffrey. Who would you have taken? McCaffrey. Okay.
3: Would have changed the, the, the style of my team considerably.
1: Okay. Continue, Dave. You have, uh, Saquon Barkley and Devontae Adams.
3: Right. And I, I like the feeling of having one running back and one wide receiver after the first two rounds because I can go in any direction I want to rounds three, four and five and not feel like, Oh, I gotta get a a wide receiver, gotta get a running back and then settle for somebody who I don't like. Surprise, surprise. Round three, Zach Ertz was still there. 30th overall. I took him. Picked him ahead of Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs, uh, Cooper, Fitzgerald, Alex Collins. I like Collins a lot too, but Ertz I just want that tight end problem solved, and I know that he's going to be money for me in Philadelphia. Round four was was an interesting round. I, I wasn't sure exactly what direction I wanted to go in, but Allen Robinson was there, and he was my highest-rated wide receiver that was left. And as a number two wide receiver, I'm fine with him in that spot. I think all of us would be, so I picked them.
1: Okay. Round, you picked then, them ahead of Juju, Crabtree, yep. Rogers. Okay.
3: I was actually hoping for one of Lamar Miller or Jay Ajayi to make it to me in round five. They didn't, so Jamal Williams was my highest-rated running back left, and I picked him, knowing that I would try and get Aaron Jones later on. And you did. I did. I actually got him around later than when I was thinking about taking him, which makes me feel extra special.
1: And that was what round? Round 10, you took him. So you took him 115th overall, something like Thought
3: that. Thought about taking him in round nine. did not wasn't sure if he would make it back to me, but I wanted to get some upside for a potential flex spot with Mike Williams. And so I took him, crossed my fingers that Aaron Jones would make it back, and he did.
1: So the core of Dave's team is Saquon Barkley and Jamal Williams at running back, Devontae Adams and Allen Robinson at wide receiver, and Zach Ertz at tight end. And then he took Sean Watson at quarterback. Um, Round six. You have Will Fuller as your number three receiver, and Mike Williams as your number four, as your flex right now. Right. Yep. Okay. You also have Peyton Barber that you could theoretically start at flex in week one. Right, because it's
3: mandatory. It's mandatory that I take at least one Tampa Bay running back (laughs) in every draft I do.
1: And you took Jack Doyle. You took a second tight end, even though you had Zach Ertz.
3: I did. I... Another thing that I like to do is get two tight ends because I think that position is thin. And I think if if I manage, I, I know what I'm going to get out of hurts. If Doyle plays like he did last year with luck or without luck, if he, if he gets the type of targets that he got last year with luck this year, his numbers will be a lot better. And I don't mind taking him stashing him on my bench in the leagues where catches count, he's a potential flex.
1: Okay. All right. So, uh, the takeaways, I really think as I did two three receiver leagues yesterday, I really don't think it changes all that much, guys. Uh, I, you know, I mean, I feel like you can still take your running backs early. You certainly do not have to load up on wide receivers because there are a lot of good wide receivers that we like late. You know, even if it's a guy like Kenny Stills as your number three wide receiver. Um, right? I mean, it's what I've been noticing in the three receiver leagues that we've been doing. and Just take advantage of the depth. They're not great players, but they're usable players uh, that you can use as your number three receiver, your your flex maybe. Uh, it doesn't seem like any of us are reaching for receivers in three receiver leagues. I guess that's my final point.
0: I don't think you have to.
1: Right. All right, so don't do it. we got some fill-in-the-blank to get to. Real quick round of news and notes. Jimmy Smith suspended for the first four games. Did you drop the Ravens' DST?
3: Not at all. Nope.
1: No. Uh, JD McKissick, Seattle running back. He's out four to six weeks with a foot injury. Pete Carroll says Doug Baldwin and Rashad Penny will be ready for week one. DJ Moore was arrested for reckless driving earlier this month. This does not seem to have, like, we don't expect any suspension for Moore.
3: No, nope. that, I've never heard of a player getting suspended for reckless driving. Dude,
1: he's driving 113 miles per hour or something like that. That's just stupid, dude. You cannot do that. It's egg a house if you want to be rebellious. Uh, Yeah. The Saints released Terrence West As just an excuse to tell you again That Jonathan Williams could be relevant In weeks one through four Doug Marone said the Jaguars want Leonard Fournette More involved on third down Can he catch 50 passes this year?
3: Attention CBSSports.com and Fantasy Football Today Do not recommend egging a house It is not a good idea and it could be a violation of the law
1: Agreed Could Leonard Fournette catch 50 passes? Yes He could uh, Ronald no. Jones. In addition to needing work as a running back and a blocker, he needs work as a pass catcher. So there he, he needs that. work. Yeah,
3: he needs a lot of work. He just did not look good. Um, he uh, he looked as good as his stats suggest.
0: He has a a diary that he's keeping on Peter <laughs> Reporter. They're keeping it for him, and he is apparently well aware of what he needs to work on. Oh,
1: so really? I thought know. you were making like a Bridget Jones's diary. Jones. No, no,
0: no. He's he, it's like a training camp diary. Um,
1: Ronald Jones's diary. What a team name. <laughs> Team name Wednesday Nice Alright so he's got He's got some work to do Uh His left tackle Donovan Smith Is out two to four weeks And Casey Hayward Do we have an update On Casey Hayward Chargers cornerback Hamstring injury Hopefully we'll get I, update I today. think
2: we're gonna Get it today okay. They said they thought He was fine But it's the Chargers So he's probably Out for the year
1: <laughs> <laughs> Fill in the blank Followed by the regulators From Jeremy Carlos Hyde Will finish as a top Blank running back In half PPR
2: 20 Whoa. Uh, 27. 30. He's been top 20 each of, I think he's actually been top 15 each of the last two years. In non-PPR he has. I'm not sure about in PPR. I think he's maybe better than that last year.
1: New team had had a with a
0: defense. much different backfield situation than he's felt, than he's dealt with ever before.
3: He was oh,
1: 17th in PPR last year, 14th in non-PPR. So he's probably like 15th or 16th in half PPR. Uh but he also He was
3: 17th in PPR in 2016.
1: Oh okay. So back to back. How about that? Uh this is from Joseph. Blank is the offense with the most consistent fantasy players. Interesting. Pittsburgh? Oh yeah, I like that. Good call, Pittsburgh.
2: Will will I'll tell you at the end of the year.
3: <laughs> Haha. How about Green Bay? This is one where you're not going to get like an exciting hot take kind of answer. You know, no one's going to stand up here and be like Baltimore Although I will say this. Hold on. I am going to give you a hot take answer. Buffalo will be the team with the most consistent <laughs> fantasy numbers because they're going to have a lot of guys that get bad numbers. Yeah. You're All welcome.
1: Right. But Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh is, you know, they're pretty consistent. Let's we'll set Roethlisberger on the road. Um From Matt, Adrian Peterson will get blank touches per game.
2: 11. I'll say 22,
1: but he only plays three games.
0: Uh, six, and he only plays three games.
1: <laughs> From Tony, six total. Jordan Reed will go on IR in week blank. <laughs>
2: he will not go on IR. I'm not predicting injuries.
1: No, he's actually looking like a pretty good value right now, Jordan Reed.
2: I, I'm in love
0: with it.
1: Yeah. Uh, when was when's the earliest you would take Jordan Reed? Would you take him before pick one hundred?
0: Yes. No.
1: Heath. No. All right. Alshon Jeffrey should be drafted in the blank round from Mr. Grubb.
3: I'm not excited to draft him, so I'm going to give you a number that no one's going to agree with. Oh, well, maybe I will. I would say like eight, Um,
2: nine. I'll say late seven, eight.
1: Who's ranked higher in your top 200, Jordan Reed or Alshon Jeffrey?
2: Alshon.
0: Alshon Reed. Okay.
1: From Josh, Drew Brees will throw blank touchdown passes this year.
0: 33.
3: 29. Um, 29.
1: From Heath Cummings, tight ends will score blank touchdowns against the Giants this season.
3: Several. 18. 18 touchdowns in 16 games from tight ends.
1: Last year was, I'm gonna guess, what, 13? It was uh, a bunch. Let's... I thought there were
2: 13 games, but there were some games with multiple.
1: Uh, I've got 13 touchdowns. Last year. Uh, wait. Yeah, 13. 13. God, that's pathetic. So, Austin Safarian Jenkins, week one. Uh, last one. Frank Gore will have blank percent of the Dolphins carries.
2: 20. I think 20 is about right. Ooh, I've got, uh, just, 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 just one second. Oh,
3: he's excited all of a sudden. Yeah. Uh,
1: 30. Well, are you projecting? Are you looking at your projections? Yeah. Well, I'm cool with that. Does not need to be regulated. However, much does have to be regulated. Let's start it with Dustin from West Des Moines, Iowa. I wanna le I want a work league. I've been debating at the lunch table with the commission, other members of the league about a current rule in place. I propose that teams eliminated from the playoffs should have their teams locked so they cannot interfere with managers competing for a championship. So they wouldn't be able to make ad drops or That's
3: a no brainer.
1: But but well no it's not a no brainer. All right, but there's a there is a consolation bracket and the consolation champion wins $20, which is the buy-in. So, what should we do regulators? Uh should teams that are eliminated from the playoffs have, basically have their rosters locked?
0: The answer is yes. Yes.
1: What? We've never had one league ever where we've played with that. You
0: well, know why? Because teams eliminated from the playoffs?
1: Yes. Teams- oh, I'm
0: sorry. I thought you meant during the playoffs. Excuse me. Uh no, absolutely not. Cuz you want those non-playoff teams
2: to be competitive. Right. You cannot do this if you have a consolation bracket. I'm going to though answer a different part of the question. I hate consolation brackets. It's awful. It's just a way to don't let give a team. Th- you're giving twenty dollars of the league entry fees back to the team that was so bad they didn't make the playoffs, but somehow they won the losers bracket. Okay, fine. Put so- that twenty dollars. In with the rest of the league.
3: If you're eliminated from the playoffs, but it's still the regular season, Jamie's right. You should let them make pickups. But if it's the playoffs, mm-hmm. and playoffs. There's, there's the elimination bracket, and then there's playoffs. the real bracket where everyone's trying to win it. Yeah. Out. Okay, I got gotcha. you. I gotcha. You cannot let them make moves. That Agreed. you're taking players away from the teams that are actually trying to win.
1: Regulated. Uh- Next up from Ross, dear Adrian, Samaj, Samaje, Skinny Rob, and Chris, Redskins running backs. Sweet. I was
3: going to say. uh Five seconds of summer.
1: We have a situation in our draft, and we need you to regulate. Patrick, hold on. Oh, yeah. Patrick, better known as P-Tom, can't make it to our annual auction because his brother is getting married. P-Tom had found somebody to serve as a proxy for him, but then he decided he wanted to draft with his brother right before they walked down the aisle. Meanwhile, Cy is also in the league and happened to be sitting in the room as P-Tom announced this. Sai also can't make it to the draft this year, so he decided to claim the same proxy that P-Tom was originally going to use. A few weeks later, P-Tom realized that drafting during the wedding was a bad idea, and now he's saying that both he and Sai can use the same proxy at the auction. The rest of the league thinks this is ridiculous and that P-Tom needs to find his own proxy or auto-draft. Can you tell P-Tom that he is way off in thinking that one proxy can draft two different teams he thinks we are being mean or something, but this is a clearly clearly a case of potential collusion that no one else is okay with.
2: I think somebody can draft two different teams. I don't know how a proxy would auction for two different teams, and also you can't put them on an auto-draft because an auto-draft is just going to bid players up to values and, and eliminate values from the draft. So, so he must find someone else or he's kicked out of the league. Kick
1: that, <laughs> he kicks everyone out of the league. I love it. Yeah, find someone else, dude, and be a better groomsman than that. Uh, how about,
3: how about plan the wedding on a different day than draft?
1: I agree. That's what you really need to Come do. Come on, get
3: your priorities regulated.
1: In order. Next up, Dan from a town in Long Island, Dave. Roslyn. Dear James, Lars, Kirk, and Jason.
3: Those are musicians.
1: They are. This is a question about uh, whether about the habit of uh, – oh, excuse me. There is a question about the habit of one of our league's owners. There it is. During the middle rounds of our snake draft, if it's near his turn and there's a player that he wants that's likely near the top of a draft list at that point, he will say about a different player, Wow, I can't believe X is still out there. With X being a player who is slipping or is probably – also uh, near the top of lists. He says he does this to both distract attention away from the player he's hoping to get and also to enforce ADP value for the players he doesn't want. So theoretically, let's say he wants Jay Ajayi and he doesn't want uh, Mark Ingram. He'll go, wow, I can't believe Mark Ingram is still there to try to get somebody else to not take Jay Ajayi. Some of the guys in our league get pissed and want some sort of penalty if he does it again this year, like losing his next pick. To be taken at the end of the draft. So let me ask you guys, is his, is his behavior Bush League or good strategy?
2: Neither. He's annoying. But? Uh, yes, but he, yeah, he's annoying, but you know he's annoying. And if you are too mentally weak to ignore the exactly. statements he's making, then he's doing a good job.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, fine. Plus it's annoying, you know what he's fine. doing
2: right. at this point.
1: Regulated. Oh. Next up from Trey. Dear Wesley, Danny, Avery, and Bud. They are Kentucky linebackers, Kentucky Wildcats. All right, last year, my league instituted a one-keeper rule, with the cost being your pick in the round you drafted them in. Uh, uh, last year, a contender in this league, a two-quarterback league, traded his first-round pick this year for Wentz once Watson went down, LOL. So yesterday he asked me what would he do if he wanted to keep the player he drafted in the first round last year, considering he – Currently has no first-round pick. What do you do? You want to keep your first-round pick, but you traded away your first-round pick this year. What do you do?
3: Well, then you better figure out a way to get a first-round pick. Otherwise, you can't keep a player for a
2: first-round pick. I'm actually going to give the unpopular answer here. You're, I no. would say it just cost him a second-round pick. That's the 100% the way to go.
3: No, that's terrible. That's terrible. That's a gift. You're gifting him a player. I don't like that at all. So he's not going to have his first-round pick? He's no, have, and, no, and, jerk, because you traded sec- it away. And he's not going to have a second-round pick. For the record, I wasn't calling you the jerk. I was calling the guy. You're a jerk. Ugh.
1: I mean, Kick a, Dave out of the league. In a way, he's kind of – well, no, he's not keeping Carson Wentz. He traded for Wentz with that first-round pick.
3: Say he has Gurley, and he wants to keep Gurley. And Gurley would normal cost a normal person a first-round pick. But he traded away the first-round pick, Adam. So we're gonna say, oh, that's okay, friend. You can go ahead and lose your second round pick, and you can still have Todd Gurley. Really? That's what you're gonna? That's what you two are saying? That's he it. has no first or second round pick, and he has Todd Gurley. No, he 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 made the mistake of trading the first round pick. Todd Gurley is worth a first round pick. The dude's got to trade his second round pick and something else to climb back into round one. Then he's got to keep Todd Gurley. Otherwise, guess what? No Todd Gurley, no first round pick. Stinks for you. Congratulations on girly in the second round. you're you're giving this guy of the league. This is fun. Terrible. This is fun. All I just right. I 100 disagree with this.
1: Those are the fantasy regulators, everybody. Hope today's show was helpful for I gotta you. Go, bye. Bye to uh, Jamie. Nah, na, na, nah, 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 nah. I'm just gonna let the regulators music play out. Enjoy it, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow.